Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Good day, good day, good day, and thanks for coming, everyone down under. My name is Seth. What's yours, Joey's? Hi, it's Jamal. Hi, it's <laughs> it's Stony. Hi, Stony. <laughs> Reluctantly here, Stony. Thank you for coming. I'm embarrassed to be part of this, but whatever. <laughs> We're only putting the picture of you as the face of the podcast for Down Under. Yeah, so. this is your season. I guess. Yes, girl. I'm not Down Under. <laughs> Are you excited that we're not doing Fantasy League this season so you can't lose? Yeah, I'm actually, uh. this is the first time I'll win the season. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is, who cares? <laughs> Me, because I didn't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we all win that good old snatch game non-win yeah yeah <laughs> well hello everyone thanks for coming to our most magically gay podcast there ever is we are of course back back again to bring you full coverage of everything going on in rupaul's drag race which means season one of rupaul's drag race down and Woo! welcome to a new franchise we are down under new zealand and australia so exciting to see some fresh faces Yes, a new season that doesn't last for five years. I'm so here for it. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> don't jinx it. Yeah, you, you don't know you that. You better take that shit back. I'm confident that we will eliminate queens week <laughs> by week and not do, <laughs> not do some shenanigans. So, <laughs> Yes, we've got quite the cast of Sheila's this uh, season here. Ooh, yeah, Sheila's. I know that term. Yes, girl. I just wanted the Australian and New Zealand listeners to feel welcome. That's right. Welcome to Thanks for Coming Podcast. If this is your first time listening, hopefully we do you justice. And please feel free to drag us. Just give us time to apply the Vaseline to our edges, please. And do it through a Venmo tip. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, we have new tips this week. We're so excited to be earning money (laughs) this is new for us and i was not expecting to get the traction that we've been receiving the response we've been receiving so thank you to everyone but seth yes we are so excited uh we got one our and we also got our first cash app tip this week too yes love the cash app we out you yes girl this is uh a tip from our one of our besties dean and he said thanks you for entertaining engaging and educating you know we're out here walking the children in nature and um (laughs) we're we're doing what we can you know thank you so much dean we appreciate that we'll definitely connect when we're over in the uk yes Yes. thank you dean so we also have a fun wait oh and if you want to tip us on Cash App, you can do so at dollar sign TFC Pod. Okay, your turn. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but this is wow. very important because Leslie tipped us on Venmo and she said, for my sissies, which is amazing. <laughs> and Oh my God, sissies. Yes, and, and we love Leslie and Brian because Leslie and Brian are amazing. And we have Kesha the Pumpkin because of Bri- or Leslie and Brian. Yes, I have, I have so... <laughs> 
many amazing memories with Leslie and Brian. I, of course, the long story short about my time at IU was I started college in 2005, moved home in 2009. When I moved back to Bloomington in 2011, and I started working at the Goodwill in Bloomington, the college mall location, Leslie and a gaggle of other queens I met became fast friends. And Leslie and Brian were around at the start of Stoney and I's relationship when we started planning our little reception party because we just went to the courthouse and got married. They were one of the first people, first pair of people we wrote down on the guest list. They were always such, such good fun. Like, I can't tell you how many nights I just crashed on like their couch because we just drank and stayed up too late or Brian... Or Brian was like hand rolling us sushi at midnight or <laughs> Leslie was like, no, I'm not tired. We're going <laughs> out. So we just like kept trolling Kilroy's and the upstairs and all of Kirkwood or it was just a dope house party. Like these are people I will never forget. So um, thank you, Leslie and Brian for listening. She did tell me that Brian started listening just for us. So thank you, Brian. Yes, thank you, Leslie and Brian. We thank love you, you. Thank you. Thank you. They, um, thank you, sissies. They met me at a um, critical point in my transition into the person I am today. So thank you for supporting the show and thank you for still being connected to me in the podcast. Yes, queens. Uh, We have a few news articles, uh, a few hot topics. Some might call it hot goss. And (laughs) we are stealing Willem's shtick as fuck her. Yes. (laughs) Suck my dick, bitch. She might as well be a bath mat. Yes, girl. Um, So we have a couple of podcast-related comments from the queens this week. We'll start with Miss Kasha Davis. And she is tweeting about um, an interesting topic that maybe you would want to weigh in on, fans. She says, It's very interesting that we get mad at online bullies slash keyboard warriors for coming for a queen who competed on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yet bloggers, podcasters, etc. feel they can rip them to shreds. What's the difference? Anybody can start a blog or podcast who made you the expert. That's a good question, Ms. Kasha Davis, um, considering I don't follow you or know what the fuck you're up to these days. Personally, I'll tell you what makes me an expert. I actually have a doctorate in dragology (laughs) that I earned from the School of Hard Knocks. And it's a prestigious Ivy League university, and I'll be happy to show anybody my degree. Work. I mean, first of all, anyone can apply and go on Drag Race. Just look at Soju. <gasps> and then second of all, Ooh. like, I don't know, like, girl, we've been watching lots of Drag Race, and we can, like, go on this podcast and talk about whatever we want. And that doesn't mean we're going to drag you. We're just going to drag things that we see on the show. Not you personally, but just the look that you created on the show. So I don't know, Kasha Davis, maybe you should just go back to season six or whatever season you came from. Cause I don't remember. There's been too many seasons at this point and come on, <laughs> you know, like truly and really like say it with your full breastplate, you know, like call out the people that are being shitty to you because there's a lot of podcasts like us, like 
we playfully shade and we give constructive criticism as viewers. We never claim to have done drag or be drag professionals. We're kind of giving our comments as viewers and also very much in line with what we've seen on the show from season one to now. So I feel like we are kind of like drag professionals though, because we are making money now. We are making money. Yeah. We're gonna have to report so take this. That Kasha. That's yeah. Right. So get out of her face, Kasha. Once we Davis. make a certain amount, we're gonna have to tell um, you know, the IRS and all of that about these coins. But I mean, if you would love to come on the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> girl, I'd love to interview about it. We could talk about it if you want, because we do love you and Mr. Kasha Davis. Yeah, because I don't remember what season she was on. Season we six. can't we can't make blanket statements like this. I feel this. like that's light shade. <laughs> I I mean I don't no, know. No, I really I'm was trying it the to pearl figure it season? out. Was it seven? It was either six or seven. I don't know. That says enough right there. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a difference like some shows are very sloppy yes and they she was on season seven i just looked it up okay. nice work we got it right perfect <laughs> the best season of all time <laughs> <laughs> we all know how well season seven was received by the fans we don't like season seven but i mean come on like let's do your homework we do our homework as podcasters that are actual fans of the show yes not all podcasts do the quality present the quality of work that we do but before you come out there and just making blanket statements setting yourself up for trash like setting yourself up because you said that be clear say it with your full breastplate um call the people out so the people know our names yeah say their names and um let us know who you're talking about yeah and also like i don't know i feel like it's so easy to like dunk on like podcasters and stuff like when we're just like trying to like talk about a show that we love and it's like maybe you should be going for someone else i don't know not to mention a lot of these queens go out of their way to not actually be drag performers but to prepare for being on the show and that's something that um actual rue girls have said so don't come for me yeah and kasha can't see us like we look flawless like my (laughs) contour is so sharp you just can't see it because it's a podcast like it's not my fault yeah we're definitely not an old lady drag like kasha and sorry you can't see my glittered titties it's too bad yeah and I'm definitely moving around the stage, <laughs> unlike some people. <laughs> so, um, but that kind of leads us into like another little story that is also dealing with podcasting. And that is all about Tamisha Iman is coming for Monet. I'm scared, y'all. Like, uh, Tamisha Iman at this point is like Freddy Krueger, like Nightmare on Drag Street. She's coming for you. Yeah, like. For the record, we all love you. We've never said anything bad about you. So That's just right. want to get that disclaimer That's out there. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say that I am on team Tamisha Mon. I don't care <laughs> what she said or what she's saying. Like, I'm on her team. So, you know what? I'm sticking by the person that I know will protect me the most, and that is Tamisha Mon. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. now, full disclosure, <laughs> we're kind of just learning about all of this tea. Um, I subscribe cousin level to the um, sibling rivalry podcast patreon so um i really like haven't picked up on any of the like shade against tamishi iman but that could be on me because i'm getting used to patreon as far as like how frequently i watch and listen but um 
I'm I'm all here for Tamisha having a platform and sharing her thoughts because there are a lot of us and I enjoy Bob and Monet. Don't get me wrong, I do. But there's a lot of podcasts that we all listen to. We may not agree or um, we may slightly disagree with some points that people make, but we just keep it moving. So I watched the video that Seth shared with us with Tamisha basically acknowledging it. And I am excited for her show mainly because she's going to bring out Queens for interview. It sounds like it's going to be an interview style show where she talks to Queens who just didn't get their just due with the drag race platform. Yes. And it is this video, I believe is coming out today, the day the podcast is out. Mm-hmm. So you would want to go over to YouTube and look at Tamisha Amon's channel and go give her some likes and views and stuff, whatever you kids do on the YouTubes. That's right. Because, you know, Tamisha has been around for 30 plus years before she got on Drag Race. So she very much did pave the way for a lot of queens, uh, mainly the black and brown queens on the show. So we respect, yeah. but we want to call a spade a spade so we're doing our homework on this one until we get the full tea listeners yeah so listen up little girl (laughs) yeah (laughs) honestly like i love every but all these queens so like i'm not like picking sides i'm just here because there's tea so like i just want to i'm just here to watch what happens live same i want to see what's happening because you know bob is just gonna keep trolling it and bring it Yeah. Sorry, I saw powder on the on the table. I had to do my Andy impression. It makes sense. <laughs> it really does. It fits. The slipper fits, bitch. Yes, girl. What else do we have to talk about? Oh yeah. <laughs> this uh hateful ass bitch, Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> wow, this is such a busy like news uh week this week. I know. I know. We got so much to talk about. Hope you guys don't mind some hot gods. <laughs> we need some breaking news <sighs> sound effects. So basically, Caitlyn Jenner is just like a dumb transphobic bitch, and she's trans. So isn't that amazing? Weird. Wild. <laughs> Absolutely wild. I want to talk to Candace Kane about this. Mainly. Or T.S. Madison. Or T.S. Madison, because listen, do you remember when they had their show right at the start of their transition? And they were basically like, through their actions, Caitlin was insinuating that tr- being trans was about playing dress up, basically. And you have all these friends on this national and global show with your name on it, you dumb bitch. That's like, hey, sis, some of us have been through things. Um, it's more about playing dress up and putting on makeup and a fierce weave. Yeah, I mean, I've been like OG hating Caitlyn, so I I didn't watch that show, and I don't plan on it, because I'm not giving her the views. Low-key, I hate watched it, you, because I knew it was going to be some say, fuckery. Seth has been an OG hater of Caitlyn. Like, I <laughs> wanted to like, give her a chance, and I really, like, I watched her show, and I was, like, really, like, here for Caitlyn in the beginning, but she clearly turned out to not give a shit, and she's, like, turned into this Republican hog, that only Ooh, cares whoa. about Hug. like her like <laughs> Ooh, saving her fortune like like let's be real here like she's only running for governor and trying to win 
so that she can like lower taxes so that she has to pay less out. Oh yeah, like the Kardashians because of her fortune. It's just a bunch of bullshit. It's like all Republicans, they're all just they only care about their money and they only care about, oh no, well I don't want to pay pay too high of taxes because then I have to pay extra because I I don't know, I was given like opportunities in life and got to the privilege to the top and now I have to pay out. Oh, I don't want to do that. Let me tell That's you something, Caitlin. Let me tell you something, Caitlin. I don't care how the fuck old what you are. Privilege. I don't care how the fuck old you are. If you don't put some lotion on your hair and some oil in that hair and look like something with that dog, I don't care. You are a person representing a community. And if you're going to look this stupid, at least try to look fierce doing it. But it's probably, it's not a coincidence you look like a piece of shit when you made the comments that you did. <laughs> Her her uh, wig looks as thirsty as electroshock. Like a used fucking sponge, one that you've used been using on your shower for the past eight months. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the comment that Caitlyn Jenner just to, just to kind of like actually tell the story and not just be hateful towards Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, <laughs> the story is that basically, you know, Caitlyn's running for governor in California, mm-hmm. and she is making comments. She's like, "Oh, I didn't expect to get asked this question." It's like girl you're trans like they're gonna ask you questions about the trans experience right you're like as a governor in california like you're going to get asked about trans have like things that are happening in the fucking country like there's what 34 bills in front of like the different states like about like this issue and you anti-trans bills and you don't think you're gonna get asked about it you dumb fucking bitch like she's so stupid yeah have some fucking awareness not all of us can buy our way into places and opportunities yeah so basically she in her statement to like tmz she said that uh girls that are biologically born uh male a like i guess is that called a a mab assigned male at birth Mm. then sorry if i use that term incorrectly i'm just trying my best here they then then they should not be allowed to compete on women's sports teams yeah yeah which like 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 high schoolers Mm -hmm. so and that that's a whole nother narrative like trans kids like people who are technically minors and they're going through the trans experience like that's a whole other narrative and you're supposed to be like an example and a beacon of hope for people like you and it's just like as an olympic athlete it's even more of a slap in the face for somebody that was an athlete somebody that they were known for being an athlete like that's why caitlin is famous because you were on the box of weedies hiding who you truly were she was an olympic athlete and for her to like not even give a shit about younger uh kids that are trans that are interested in sports it's just complete fucking bullshit like she is such like trash like for real it's bad she just lacks self-awareness like you have to think about it like you were going through all this trauma what was all that for if you can't help people with it like you were hiding yourself completely and we all understand that story we've heard so many of those stories hiding who you were while making those big achievements because you were then you know, classified as a male. And now you're robbing the futures of trans kids everywhere by making this little statement, this little statement that actually causes a huge ripple. Like, come on, it does, think yeah. before you fucking speak, bitch. Yeah. And also she's killed somebody before. Yeah. There's that as well. I mean, honestly, the whole Kardashian family plus Caitlyn or just like clan. the most like terrible people of all time. Like we should not even be like giving 
Like, no one should be giving any money to these people. Like, they're just terrible people. Pay them no minds. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, girl. It, it infuriates me. It's like, it's just, it's just more upsetting when a trans person is, like, being anti-trans. Like, it just makes no damn sense. And it makes, I don't know. It is, I mean, like, I don't know. Fuck Caitlyn. You can, you can not like Caitlyn and not be transphobic. Right. So use the right pronouns. Right. But, yes, um, exactly. But fuck her. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like, just like that Tim Scott bastard, it's just like y'all are just privileged tokens. So if you're okay with being the token, we're gonna let you. And when they've rung you out like the strung out mop that you look like, don't come crawling back to us. We don't want it. Yeah, girl. Wow. So we got uh, some news stories there for you. I hope you guys enjoy them. If you liked any of the stories you heard, you can tip us or whatever you want to do. <laughs> Leave us comments on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Yes, girl. Well, why don't we uh, go ahead and take a quick break? My blooming onion has gotten cold now. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and put it in the microwave and <laughs> I'll come back when it's nice and piping hot. Mm. Be right back, everybody. Support for Thanks for Coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped is taking over the world and is now available in all of Europe, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs. Yes, Manscaped. Yes, and it really is so cool because it comes with like this really cool stand that you can, you know, put on next to your vanity and it doesn't take up much space at all. It keeps the trimmer charged. It uses USB. So if, you know, you need to travel or something, like you can use it with pretty much anything. And another bonus, it has waterproof technology. So if you're like me, I love to shave in the shower. So this is perfect. So now I can start trimming uh, my other areas with this. (laughs) So if you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TF pod at manscaped.com this product is of course for all men so even if you have a vagina then you are still able to use this this is manscaped for yes, all men for all men <laughs> yes get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code tfc pod at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use offer code tfc pod your balls and vaginas will thank you well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back, back, back again to bring you all the tea that's happening in RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, Season 1, Episode 1. My bloomin' onion's hot, I've got a shrimp on the Barbie, and I am ready to go. Oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> Yum, that sounds so good. I love bloomin' onions. Yes, girl. Bring me that pumpernickel bread, girl, with the sweet butter. Mmm. I bet it's sweet. Mm. I hate you. <laughs> yes, girl. All right, so at the top of this show, of course, you know, we have, you know, this great cast of Sheila's, and they're now entering the workroom. Who did any of the entrances, I guess, stand out to you? Well, for me, Artiste was the standout because... 
first of all, I love Artiste. We've known her for a long time. I can't believe she's only 28. First of all, that's crazy to me. Um, I feel like she's been around forever. Yeah. So, but like, I just love like, she has a way of like putting like things on her that are just like close. Well, no, it's just like the pops of collar. <laughs> like she's because like her look was basically like paint but she did it in a way that was like this like super like artistic way like that. <laughs> yeah. It was just like perfect. And I just love her. And I think she's going to be one of the top contenders of the season. She gave you a Dior silhouette with an artiste twist. And I very much appreciated it. Yes, girl. I really liked, um, I liked ketamine. I liked that big hair and the campiness. It's just like, wow, her looks so like, camp <laughs> i was i'm laughing at the camp jokes i liked ketamine too it was like a very dynamic look just kind of the volume of the color in general like i think that we could have kept this color scheme and had a completely different look and it would have had the same impact but i'm a fan of a fierce pigtail and this was definitely giving me life this wig yes girl yes and i actually really also like jojo's the hoe like i thought her look was really fun i loved like the little like plastic sound that they inserted <laughs> that was anytime she would move but like i actually thought this was a really fun look and i thought it was like i don't know like she was one of the better queens i thought from this intro so a little bit disappointed at the end of this episode, but I really enjoyed her intro look. Spoilers much. Um, really? The other queens looked great, but the ones we've mentioned were really my faves look-wise. Karen from Finance that was, was, always, funny. Is, was good and very funny as well. Yeah, she missed her mark. She had to go back. <laughs> She's like, where's the mark? Oh, no. <laughs> Clearly those glasses aren't prescription. No, girl. <laughs> Yeah, there were some good entrances for sure. It was really entertaining. Um, so then after that, we move on to the mini challenge. This week, the girls will be auditioning for the Walmart version of Marvel's flick, Thar. And we have a special <laughs> guest, uh, Taika Watiti, to help with the auditions. Um, first of all, they were trade. Hi. Hey, Zaddy. If you're listening. Hi, so yes, cute. Yes, he was trade. I don't know who he is, but he's a director. He was trade. You idiot! They said it on the show. I know, but a director. Did you watch what? the show? <laughs> oh, a McDonald's girl. He's the director on the board of McDonald's. <laughs> Stony's like, hi, I'm here. What are we talking like, about? I don't even know what he directs, girl. But whatever. Did you want a, a McDouble or something? Because I'm sure he can get it for you. I'd like to meet Disc, no bun. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yes. So, let's talk about these auditions. Were there any that stood (laughs) out to you? First of all, I think Artiste is very shady and I in a fun way. And I think that um, they're going to be a force because I enjoyed their... Not just because I follow them forever, but it's fun for me to see Artiste in action outside of just the kind of Instagram life. And I think that they're going to do very well. I laughed at this. I thought it was very funny. I liked Electra Shock, all that screaming. Like, it totally caught RuPaul <laughs> off guard. And the, like... 
illegible like reading of the lines like that's the thing that <laughs> that kind of like performance is what really tickles rupaul's fancy is when it's so because like rupaul talks like that sometimes too oh yes oh yes and i'm a kid who had a bad stutter on the in the early years of my life so like even still on this podcast even you might pick up on it sometimes if i get really going the words just start doing whatever they want like my mouth is going and the words may not catch up and they might be going too fast so with the kind of lisp of it all on this challenge (laughs) (laughs) that added to that and rupaul is absolutely looking for you to make a fool of yourself and just have fun with it it's like girl we're we're in australia and new zealand we're not in lisbon (laughs) (laughs) i thought um Jojo's the hoe being like, I'm very mad. I'm mad. I'm, mad. I'm a straight man. I'm so mad. Testosterone. Like, Those little assignments were so funny. Yeah, they were really cute. I like that that um, Jojo clip a lot. I also like Electroshock just being like super like <laughs> just screaming. Scream queen. And just being like, I don't even, I can't even reenact it. I don't want to do it on the podcast. I don't want to hurt anyone's ears. <laughs> I don't think our voices do that. Yeah. We don't, we don't need a blowout, you know? Yeah. No. We're not trying to do that here. No. If I did that, I probably wouldn't be able to talk for like two weeks afterwards. Yeah. I usually charge for good blowout. So. Ooh, yes. <laughs> also, um, Karen was kind of funny. Her little task to like keep dancing or the room will explode. <laughs> oh yeah five hours later and you're still dancing she's like holding her hat i'm like yes bitch priorities make sure the wig is right and the accessories are in place yes so there were there were a lot of funny moments um yeah i'm trying to think if there's anybody we forgot i think that um anita was pretty funny although she did not she was not very successful with her task that RuPaul mm-hmm. presented her with. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the others, but um, nothing's jumping out. Yes. Sorry, listeners. Sorry, everybody. Let Ooh. us know who you thought did the best. Yes, girl. So at the end of this, the winner of the mini challenge is shockingly Electra Shock. I think that that scream did the trick. It caught RuPaul off guard. They were on the edge of their seat when that happened. And it was just like, oh my gosh. And she really, <laughs> she really went for it. So, you know, she earned it. Yeah. Everyone was really surprised because they like spent the whole time, like the, of uh, the entrances, like reading Electra's hair, like each time a new queen came in, they were like, her hair is thirsty girl. Oh my gosh, they were not holding back. They were so mean to Electra. I just, I don't know, like, I feel like she was kind of like the new girl. So it was like, oh, well, you're like under, you know, I forget who is it, Kitty Mean? Yeah. Or Kitty Mean. Kitty Mean and um, um, Anita Wiglet. Yeah, because like she works for them or whatever. So it's kind of like, you're the new bitch. But then, like, I thought it was hilarious that she won the mini because they were not expecting that at all. Oh, totally not. And, you know, that's usually how it happens. It's like you're um, wanting to shade the queens, but then, hey, they're catching Rue's attention, so you better focus on the competition. Exactly. And it was also really funny, too. Like, the dynamic between Anita Wiglet and Kidamine are really funny because, like, they are business partners at the Kaluchi Cabaret, which everyone there got hired to be on this season of Drag Race. Um, (laughs) So... 
uh, I like the dynamic, and it was really funny then how like Art was like calling out Ketamine for like saying that Anita rides her coattails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also they made that comment like, "Oh, that's why my name is first. I mean, even um, even Anita said she feels like the sidekick, so it's like there must be some truth to that. Yeah, I'm sure it's just a little piece of ego, the usual. Yes, girl. Um, so before she's eliminated, JoJo talks about living on what uh, on what it was like living at a mission, what used to be a mission in Western Australia. And this is something like I would like to look a little bit more into to find out more information just so I'm educated. But yes. um, from what we were presented in the television show, she explains that this is like a place where the black people lived. They were not allowed to leave without permission. They weren't allowed to go into the city. And it just sounds like really crazy. And it's just something I was not aware of. Yeah, it's very much segregation. Yeah, I was talking to Jamal about this. I feel like it's like wherever the like UK like colonized, like super racist things happened. And it's very unfortunate because mm-hmm. history is not very different between like US and like Australia. Like, I guess US, we had a lot more like slavery, obviously, but like in Australia we're like experiencing the same fucking like racist bullshit. <laughs> well, you've got the mistreatment of the aboriginal people and then you've got all of the layers that go with that. And it's absolutely right, you know. It's um racism is racism. I know recently in the US we just had the kind of presidential a- address. I don't follow politics heavy like that. I catch the tea where I can because it's draining. But we have to acknowledge facts. They want to say things in the United States like America's not racist, but this and this and this. No, America is racist. And we're going to do the same thing down under. Racism is racism. Everyone needs to be treated the same. And these Karens cannot excuse it by saying that they fucking go to church. Yeah, like Karen from Finance. I'm so fucking tired get over yourselves and learn read a book well because you know there are the couple queens that have had a racist past problematic past oh yeah and i'm not shocked it's never shocking to us yeah girl it's just um yeah i don't know it's confusing i was talking to uh one of our future guest hosts and she was like i was like how do you like i don't know it's just so weird it's like do you root for them because like like obviously people have racist past like you want them to do better and Mm -hmm. like that sort of thing so it's like it's like feels like weird like rooting for people like the the couple queens on the show that have these like dark pasts that's right and it's hard with the tv show because these things are filmed months in advance but remember listeners it's about what the people are showing you who they are now are they doing the work through their actions anybody can say what they're going to do and talk we need to pay attention to the actions. Definitely. All right. Well, moving on along here, let's go ahead and talk about the runway. Uh, so for this week's maxi challenge, the girls will be stomping the runway in a get to know you ball. There will be two categories, born naked and no place like home. No place like home. Take me to Oz. <laughs> I thought it was Wizard of Oz, but Stoney was like, it's probably their hometown. It's like, great. We're going to look like dumb Americans, aren't we? Well, I mean, it is like hometown, but like it, it's definitely a reference to Wizard of Oz. It's a uh, <laughs> double entendre. Okay. Okay. Yes, girl. So let's go ahead and start with the 
born naked category what looks stood out for you in this one here the born naked challenge i really liked oh my gosh phone work i liked electroshocks look it just had this like the pomp and circumstance of it all with the shoulder pads it's kind of like a play on gender fuck the gender fuckness of it all because girls don't play football and um, just kind of seeing that with that huge ass hair, like that horse mane of a wig, like I live for moments like that. And I think that it came off really well on the runway. It's probably my favorite. Yeah, this is the RuPaul homage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought, first of all, this challenge, It's I thought this was like hard because like a lot of the looks, to be honest, I didn't love. I just... This is not like my like type of challenge. I like looking at looks because especially the first week, I feel like it's very difficult because it's like everyone's wearing like a nude look. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just like it's hard to be super excited. But I will say that I really enjoyed as et cetera, et cetera's look. I thought that was really cool because it was um, like a little bit of a play on like non-binary. And I loved like the blood like on her like chest and stuff and i just thought that was a really good idea i also thought that artiste did a really good job like i know it was kind of the half and half look but i thought it was a good play on it because it was kind of like okay born naked and the rest is drag so it was like yeah this half was her drag and then the other half was like this is me born naked so i just thought that was really interesting and it's a hard category because it's nude illusion, but you can't just put on a bodysuit and draw where the titties would be and put a little fun bush. Like we have to think outside of the box. So I agree with Stony about artistes. It's like, this is their interpretation, first of all, of the challenge and it completes the challenge, but it's giving you a little more to look at. And the other Queens could have taken the same chance. So, it's really about thinking outside of the box with these challenges and delivering more than just a simple bodysuit with an oversized robe. Yeah, girl, can we talk about Kitamine's um, homage to Aiden Zane's black and white look? <laughs> Wait, let me let me pull up Kitamine. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't really like this one. <laughs> I was I like, mean, Aiden Zane, I've seen this look before. <laughs> I don't... The shoes yeah. are all wrong for this, Honestly, first of all. like, I don't know... To me, that was this is probably one of my least favorite looks tonight. <laughs> Calm down, Kasha Davis. This is a styling issue, not a drag issue. Yeah, I think there was a little bit of an execution issue with Anita too. Like, I kind of wanted the snake to be a little bit bigger. Ooh, yeah. The bigger, the better, if you know how to use it. Yeah, it's the motion of the ocean, girl. Watch out for those <laughs> sea serpents. I also think Kidamine did like did a disservice to her with like her her entry look having such that huge wig and then this wig like Floppy on the runway out. it's just like what is this <laughs> yeah this is like the joey j i'm not wearing wigs of wigs <laughs> yeah yeah it's like but i feel like it's worse because it was just like she had such a huge wig on like her entry look yeah yeah girl i i really um and this, i don't know i'm not sure how to say this without shading jojo but like Jojo made like this big statement about how like she was giving tribute to like her people, the indigenous people of Australia. And I'm like, girl, you're wearing like a bodysuit. I don't I mean like this is the same thing that like Scarlett Adams is wearing. And that's that's the yeah. 
where's the elevation? Like, I hate to do that to one of my brown girls, but we have to pay attention to detail because from like the neck up, I guess it's fine. But then with the bodysuit, it's like you literally took a washable marker and drew your titties on and then like, oh, here's the nipple. It's a little <laughs> dot. I'm drawing the dot right here. I was expecting something grand, like the way she built it up or, you know, the way it was built up in the, in the, you know, in the show. But yeah, um, even was... with Anita, you can kind of see like where the bodysuit stops with the heels. Those are things that RuPaul and Michelle look for on the show. Like yeah. this isn't us bitching and nitpicking. <laughs> this is like what we know the judges will call out. Yes, girl. You know, I kind of like Maxi Shield. I feel like maybe she flew under the radar in this competition uh, in episode one, I guess I should say. But um, I really was really into this because this is kind of like a sexy, bigger girl like look. I was like, you better work. It's very polished. Yes, I agree. You can still see the body, even though she's wearing the trench coat and she's got the jewelry. It was styled appropriately. And it's still giving me nude illusion. This is thinking outside of the box and pushing that boundary. Yeah, yeah I agree. I thought it was a really good look for her. And like it was like giving us nude, but it wasn't like. It was like also giving us something that wasn't nude at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that. There was a lot to take in. She's like rich, you know, like she's feeling it. And she has all <laughs> this like opaque, like you can kind of see through and you can kind of see her, her breasts and it's really sexy, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. You can see her hips and her legs and yeah, it was, it worked really well on the RuPaul's main stage. You know, I really did like um, Scarlett Adams look too. Like, I just felt so bad she had such a um, a blowout. Like, crikey. Yeah. I think Scarlett could... There's potential there. So, Scarlett, this is going to be one that needs to be pay attention to detail and just really, like, hone their superstarness if they want to keep going strong in the competition. Yes, girl. Big time. I, I was kind of wondering, like, how did she not know this was not... Like, did she practice putting this outfit on? Like, what's exactly. the deal? I'm it's, just not a fan. Like, that's part of the reason I hate, like, this challenge. is because be- it's just, like, people, like, putting on, like, body suits and, like, nude things. And it's just, like, I don't know. I There could be a stronger challenge for the first episode. Like, I want to see, like... I don't know, best drag or something like this to me is not like a first episode challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It gives the Queens the opportunity to showcase their creativity, but sadly, um, it was kind of a flop. Like Scarlett Adams. Great. We saw that you put on like this plastic thing, you're skinny and you put on this like plastic bodysuit that you sewed together <laughs> because it like tore apart. Like great. But like, I wish I could have seen something that was like, showed your like artistic side you know what i mean like this really wasn't artistic i think well and and if that's what you're gonna do you should come prepared like you should make sure that it's not gonna rip like it's a bit like she she makes herself look like a, a gala like because i don't you know it's like i don't know it's just like was she like brushing to push it on she ripped it like girl you should have practiced like a couple times <laughs> Right. Right. And some people have scars on their body, so that's fine. But it's more about the preparedness of it all. It's like you really had this made and then you probably didn't put it back on. Yeah. Until you were about to walk onto the main stage. Yeah, maybe she was feeling like a little bit iffy about it, you know, she 
was like just hoping it would work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also, too, like, I, I don't think we talked about Karen from finance, but I thought that was really great. And she told the story really well. So I really enjoyed her look, too. Karen did really well. Yes. Yes, girl. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next category, which is there's no place like home. Well, Karen from finance was funny. She was fully in character. Her shoes even came off um, because she was so tipsy, (laughs) which girl, I've been there. So I understand. (laughs) Yeah, I thought she did good. She was kind of all over the place, like definitely playing up to her character. Um, I thought artiste was really good coming out. Like it was obvious there was going to be a Rueville at this point, but when she did do the reveal, it was very punk and I really enjoyed like kind of the graffiti look. I just thought her look was really good. And okay. I don't want to get the girl's name wrong. I think it was et cetera, et cetera. The one that had the bird in her hand, that, was it et cetera. That was Scarlett Adams. I think. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Scarlett. It was Scarlett. Yeah. The one that had the bird and, it was, it was the black, black dress with the bird. I thought that was brilliant. Like to me, that was like a like top look because yeah. I just thought that was amazing. Like it looked like the bird was <laughs> just like plucking the feathers and stuff. Like I just thought that was perfect. Yeah, that look like with the hair too. I'm pretty sure this is an Annie Lennox uh, reference. So mm. um, if you know, uh, let me know if I'm wrong. You can let me know that it, you can correct me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way um, Electra Shock's outfit moved on the stage, on the main stage. But I do have to agree with the judges. I think that we could have gone with a different wig just to kind of pull the look in a little more. It felt like there was a lot going on. And I appreciate the pride fur on the back, but we might have an editing opportunity there. Yeah, girl, I, I it's like I wanted to like this look, but this was like, this was a mess, girl. Like it was a lot going on. Yeah, this was yeah, just flat out. Like I just you know, there's <laughs> I don't know, girl. Like I want to like you, girl, but you're, this is not it for me. <laughs> not feeling it. <laughs> like I'm trying not to be like too shady or like critical or whatever, but this is just yeah, this is this needs a little bit more thought to it. I think because she had to explain it, you know, in so much detail to the judges. Yeah, and that's always a problem. If you have to explain too much, then you know it's a flop. Yes, girl. Yeah, I don't know. Were there any other looks that you wanted to talk about? I was trying to pull it up on socials, but Drag Race seems to hate Drag Race Down Under. I can't find them. Uh Uh-oh. I I can't. I'm trying to think. I don't know of any others that were just like, wow, this is amazing. What do you Um, think about JoJo's statement piece? I like the statement piece. It was just, um, you know, those moments are always powerful, but it's um, it lands differently when the editing isn't there. Like we could see the stocking under the wig and just like little things like that, that we all know the judges are looking at. We're looking for that polished girl. So um, I appreciate the message, but this drag could have been um, executed a little better, just a pinch better. Yeah, I just don't think it was as polished, like, for the runway, but <laughs> I, d- I did like the look. I I don't know. I also felt like JoJo's the Hogue kind of got a raw deal this episode. I don't know. 
But also too, listeners. I didn't remember, want her to go because it's also like trade of the season. So yeah, they're like, definitely the don't. cutest on the season. But yeah. also polish doesn't necessarily mean like you buy the most expensive things and you just look good because you put it on. Polish is executing the idea in a way that you know showcases your drag and your art appropriately to RuPaul. You don't have to have all the money in the world. You just have to make yourself look good and look like something. Yes, girl. You know what? I'm I'm looking at uh Anita's I get it's like a, a sheep ram outfit. I just noticed like her she has like on those like gaga heels that don't have they're like the really high mm-hmm. heels that don't have like the, the heel on it. I'm like Oh yeah, they look like hooves. Yeah, that's very impressive. So I'm here for uh Anita, you know, I just love like how wackadoodle like Anita is. I think (laughs) like so far she's like one of my favorites. I I, think Anita's going to grow on me. Yeah. I do enjoy her. Anita. She's just such an oddball, but I love it. Yes, girl. I don't know how I feel about this rugby look. Oh, the um, black dress. It was like sports glam. Yeah. I was not getting rugby from it, but you know, I do like 69. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they should have played with colors more like i appreciate a black and white moment you can't go wrong with like black and white fashion like on the garment but when i think of rugby i think of those striped sh- like shorts shorts um i think of short shorts yes but the striped <laughs> rugby shirts so maybe we there was an opportunity missed to play with more color and make it kind of like a jersey dress gown. I think making it all black and black is hard to serve on any RuPaul's Drag Race runway. I did not know she was holding a ball until she was leaving because it was blending in so well. So these are the things we have to think about. Absolutely. Um, so I feel like we've covered the ball quite extensively. <laughs> so uh, to move on, the uh, the winner of this episode, or, or this mini challenge and episode, whatever you want to say, is Karen from Finance. Congratulations, Queen. You deserved. That makes sense to me. She was most consistent, so... I felt like she had some good looks and I approve. And she had out of the box ideas. She pushed the boundaries of the categories and judges love to see that. Absolutely. Uh, so then that leaves us with the bottom two this week, which are Jojo Zaho and Electra Shock. They are lip syncing to maybe one of Aussie's most famous musical acts, the Bee Gees. Jojo Zaho. And I totally felt from the beginning that. Electra would be in the bottom as well, just because of the like, oh, boss is here. Um, they kind of <laughs> just put her in the bottom since the ashy wig. So I hated that she had to prove herself so soon. But, you know, the cards fell where they fell. It was a pretty funny lip sync, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of contact in this lip sync. Like, it made me feel very uncomfortable a lot of times. And I also felt like, I don't know, like it just, it made me feel very like anxious because Electra, once you started just like doing fucking like splits and shit, like I was just like, I felt bad because I'm like, Jojo, like you're not doing anything right now. There was no life. Like, come on. You're on the RuPaul's Drag Race stage. Serve something. It was like Rosé, like doing her last dance. With her tweaked ankle. (laughs) 
Yeah. Did, um, Jojo, did Jojo have a tweaked ankle? Rosé's like and a blush bodysuit. Rosé's like just let her win. Maybe maybe Jojo got kicked in the ankle by a kangaroo. You know they can kick pretty hard. Tace is pointing out where the marbles are. Look down, Jojo. Look down. Yes, girl. So at the end of this lip sync, well, Electroshock is safe. Which means JoJo's a hoe must sashay away. It's so sad. One of our brown girls going home already. I know. It's They're too like soon. diversity. We don't need you here. Oh, shade. Two T. T T T. That's for RuPaul to answer. But I mean, JoJo could have pushed it a little harder for sure. Yeah. And RuPaul could have been in drag. Oh, we haven't talked about that. Did the bitch really leave her makeup or what? I like, think Raven missed her flight. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say the same. Like Raven missed her damn flight is what happened. <laughs> yeah, you know how they are with like in Australia about the darker queen. So RuPaul, um, I'm going to come out and say it just because no one else will or some of the queens have. So I take that back. Um, maybe we should start doing some makeup tutorials um, yourself on your profile or RuPaul's Drag Race because all the girls are out here dragging you for not knowing how to do your own makeup. Yes, you can pay a bitch, (laughs) but we respect a bitch who can actually still do the art and have the show. Yes, Scorpio to Scorpio. Let's get it together, bitch. Yes, girl. That was very dramatic. I think she's going to be in drag the rest of the season. Fingers crossed. But... Yeah, that was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it was. This was some uh, ruby red shit right here. I mean, they played it off well, but I was like, okay, girl, we need to stop this. Like, you're just giving the people ammo. You're just giving the ammo to them freely. Yeah, girl. I, overall, though, I really enjoyed this episode. I think this is going to be a really fun season. I feel like um, I'm going to need a goon next time to accompany <laughs> me with a show. You know, I, I promise we're not going to be like the stereotypical, like, you know, Americans trying to pretend to be Australian or New Zealand or Kiwi, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, it's the first episode and we got to, you know, give our RuPaul effort into this show. <laughs> I mean, we're probably going to be really mean next time. So, <laughs> so at least Tony will be. Yeah. Well, Kasha Davis will <laughs> I mean, think that you're being mean. This is the first episode. Mean. Give me next episode to like figure everyone out. And then I'll be super shady. Yeah. Hey, listen, that, that first... I mean, come on. Look at the entrances. These queens want shade. They can clearly take it. If they're being as shady as they were about literally every queen I mean, that walked through the door... I little bitch. Like, every queen <laughs> that walked through the door, someone had something to say about it. So I have a feeling these queens to take it, and I'm not worried. Yes, girl. It's going to be a fun season. Uh, I did want to try and incorporate some of the Aussie slang into the show. So hopefully you all caught my references. And if you did, feel free to tweet us and let us know how I did. <laughs> and, and we love to learn. Finmo us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, we love girl. to learn, listeners. So if we um, let us know how to use the slang, let us know <laughs> if there's any like Aussie slang that you want to hear us use like in a fun use it in a sentence segment reach out and connect with us on twitter and instagram yes girl and don't forget you aussies and new zealanders down there you are more than welcome to go on to manscaped.com to grab any type of manscaping technology that you need they have a lawn lawnmower 
3.0, a weed whacker, cute undies, nice shirts, nice ball uh, accessories. And <laughs> you know you can go to manscaped.com, use our offer code TFCPOD, and you can get 20% off and free shipping and handling. Actually, I, I'm pretty sure they're based in uh, some in Australia, Manscaped. Oh. Yeah, so so support your people and um, go ahead and go on over to manscaped.com and purchase, you know, something fun with our offer code so that we can make more money. <laughs> yes, it's getting warm over here in Indiana, so yeah. I had to use my weed whacker a couple days ago to get my nostrils right for these allergies. Do it, you dumb bitch. <laughs> yes, girl. Yes, we and keep those tips rolling in. It's really lovely. We love to see them at T- <laughs> you can venmo us at tfc pod you can cash app us at dollar sign tfc pod we love getting tips Ooh. and you can find all the updates on our link tree anything you want from donation options interviews and other places to listen so please engage with us we love to hear from you yes and maybe if you like want to hear us if you enjoyed our our the beginning of this podcast our our news segment our hot goss feel free to venmo us and tell us topics or stories you'd like for us to cover <laughs> absolutely <laughs> just do it please if i don't get venmos <laughs> i don't get to eat you guys i really need you guys to send this money in <laughs> help me i'm poor yes <laughs> all right you We're all ready to- <laughs> go ahead all right, you all, we are going to leave you with this. We hope you enjoyed our first episode of Drag Race Down Under coverage. We will, of course, be back next week. Uh, I don't know if I'll be staying up till midnight to watch it this time, but <laughs> we will be back next week. And until then, bye. Bye. Bye, bye Sheila.